All right, this is John Eason, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. No, no, no problem. So, uh, how are you? Where are you? Where are we calling you from? Where are you at? Right now, I'm in Cordell, Georgia. Uh, I was in Macon, Georgia last night, and then I'm headed back to Tennessee. Are you actually out playing shows? Or are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm out playing shows right now as a solo act. Oh wow! How, How are you pulling that off? Uh, you know, I've got a good booking agent, and we're just finding the places that are letting people come out and play. Um, you know, they can't really do the full band stuff, but they're doing the solo stuff. So. And you're getting people, you're getting a turnout. I mean, people are actually coming out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I played a show in Florida on, uh, Sunday and, uh, no Saturday and we packed the bigger pier garden there. Um, I had people drive two hours to come see a show cause everybody's hungry. <laughs> they want oh, to see yeah. a concert. They want to see somebody play. Do you, do you feel kind of scared about maybe like people getting sick from doing that? Um, you know what, it, you know, it's, it's kind of me is I'm live and let live. Um, you know, it, it's the thing. I've know people who've took every precaution in the world and they've caught this virus. And I know people who have not done anything and they haven't caught it. So it's kind of, you know, uh, an odd little thing, but you know, it, it's just kind of, I don't think we can stop our entire lives for something. You know, there's like ways of playing the shows in a, in a safe manner, you know, just like, uh, oh, yeah. like in Helsinki where I am, uh, you're supposed to have seating for everybody. So you can have yeah. like your party of people you can have a table and sit down and watch sure. the show, which is of course, like, I play metal. So it's a little weird. sitting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People, but, sure. but anyway, like, you know, you can, you can still do it. It's not like, and, and the whole like event industry can't take it. Like it's not going to survive if we just completely stop doing the shows, the venues are going to die. And like the oh. company, they're going to die and so on. So, yeah, we shouldn't stop everything. Just do it in a smart way. And and they did some of that, too, there. You know, they spa everybody's spacing their seating out more than they normally would, which is good and bad for them. You know, you're getting people in, but you're not allowed to get in what you normally would. And then, you know, we were further away on the stage. You know, we didn't have a crowd big right there on the stage doing anything. Um and that's everybody's still following the capacity guidelines and, and the distancing and the masking and, and stuff like that. So there's precautions that are in place and things like that. And you're just trying to, you know, we're all trying to do the best we can and still live life. Cool. Right. Give us some, we're, like, I don't know if you know this, but we usually do uh, heavy metal interviews. But, oh, wow. but we've, started, um, we've started branching out into something called Side Dish where we interview okay. all kinds of different genres and it's actually doing pretty well for us. Cool. Uh, um, give us the two sentence boardroom pitch about what you're about. As far as what my music is yeah. for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Let me think here. <laughs> two sentence boardroom pitch. That's a tough. Um, I mean, if I had to say anything, you know, to me, I call it real music. You know, I, I don't try and put it into a box. I mean, most people call it country. And, you know, a lot of people call it outlaw these days, but I just call it real. Um, it's kind of a mix of Hank Jr. and Leonard 
Skinnerd and a little bit of blues thrown in there, um, and a little piece of all the other artists and people that I met. That works. That's perfect. Cool. Lyrically, what do you kind of go for? Do you have a message you want to convey, or what? Well, what? go ahead. You no, know, I see. For me, lyrically, you know, I do put a lot of real stuff into my music. Um, I served in the military, and uh, so I suffer from PTSD. So that's always near and dear to me. And I try and write songs that speak about that. And I like to do things that I've lived. I don't like to try and. You know, of course, we have the story songs and different things that you you know you come up with. But I'd much rather lyrically write songs about things that I've lived or stories that I've heard from people that are that are real. Because I think at the end of the day, you connect with those kind of things. If a song oh, yeah. doesn't have heart, and there's no heart to a song and there's no soul to it, then I think that's a song you're going to forget. And I always tell people about this. I said that pop is great because it's meant to be popular. It's meant to be something that's fun. It's kind of cotton candy candy coated but a lot of time there's no feeling inside of it uh it's something you can hear and think that's fun and then you kind of forget about it right but the music that i like is you know even though it might be sad or it might be this is the stuff that you're going to remember 10 years from now when you remember oh man i was sitting with my buddy and that johnny cash thing came on and i thought hot damn <laughs> Well, yeah, right. you, you say you suffer from PTSD. Now, that's a pretty serious um, diagnosis or situation. How do you deal with it? Music has really been the, the biggest thing. Um, so I, for a long time, I did the get a real job thing, um, which I, I hate. But, you know, it, it got me to live some life and I got to see some things that I probably wouldn't have if I had pursued music at first. Um, so, you know, I suffered for quite a while and couldn't figure out how to get things right. Spent four years really doing every drug that I could find and drinking the way to the bottom of every bottle I could find um, while trying to, to, you know, to live life. And finally came out the other side of it and said, you know, I just can't get rid of this itch of music. And immediately when I started getting back in touch with that, I started to feel better. And I started to get back in touch and I started to put my emotions and things that I was dealing with into the songs and I started to try and be more open about the PTSD with people and, and just let people know what it was. When I stopped trying to hold everything in and not let people give me a helping hand uh, and let people be there for me and then share that with people, you know, it, it started to become something that was, I would say manageable, just like any disease, you know, you have dark days. Um, but, um, you just try and come out the other side of it. I mean, just like anything, the first thing in it is taking that first step and then you take a second step and then you just try and keep moving. Um, you know, we have a song that's called brother. I've been there that, uh, is going to be on my second album probably at the end of next year. And it literally says, it says, look, take the first step and the spark's going to catch on fire. Nice. nice. Did, did you find the VA a big help in dealing with PTSD? Not at all. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's what I've heard. You know, I, I don't want to put them down because they do a lot of good and they do help a lot of people out. But the system is broken. It is flawed. Um, and it's very bureaucratical on how you have to go through and do things. Um, it's not like, you know, I have friends who weren't in the military, but then they suffer from depression. Well, they just go to their doctor and they come back with meds. Well, 
it's four visits to get through to see somebody and it's an intern that you talk to four or five times and then you finally get to see somebody and it's just it's irritating and you know within anything you know ptsd depression anger issues all it does is it feels like it compounds everything so it just makes you want to scream and that's a shame because you know you've done your you've put your time in and done your service to the country and to to be treated like that is kind of sucky it definitely is uh but they're working on it you know uh it's been a broken system for a while right you know they're still they're still having issues dealing with agent orange from wow. <laughs> you know right. previous yeah. wars and, and getting those things corrected but um there, there has been light shined upon it and you know there was the act that was put in that if you don't feel like as a veteran that you're getting the care you need to, you can go to a normal doctor and then the VA has to cover it. Oh, okay. So there are avenues that are being put in place and uh, in legislation and things like that. And then there's the VFW and other people who are constantly um, down in, you know, DC and they're working on this stuff and trying to get things better. So there, there, you know what, there, there's flip sides of everything. So there's good. And sure. Bad. Absolutely. I, I asked because I'm from Canada. So, um, okay. I live, I live I live in DC now, but um I asked because I'm just learning about how everything works down here, really. Sure. So I hear a lot about I hear a lot about uh the VA and and everything else, so I was just curious if they were helping you out. Sure. I mean, right now I can go in there and if I can bear to get through all the red tape and everything, I can get the things that I need and I don't have to pay for it, which is a blessing. You know, uh, healthcare is not something that's cheap or easy to deal with oh God, in no. the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> dude, no. <laughs> when I first moved down here, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah yeah I've, I've picked up a few medications before i started using the va when i had personal insurance i thought holy shit <laughs> this, and then i mean insulin you know thank god they just passed the uh the stuff on that and lowered the price of it recently uh because i mean holy crud oh i know? know i know down here like in canada you know a vial of insulin is like between five and twenty bucks Wow. That's it. Wow. For the month. I, I live crazy. in evil, evil socialist Finland where, you know, help <laughs> relatively free, you know, of course it's little something, but I was, we were like, we all have health issues. I've had like surgery on my hand and I was just comparing like experiences with Bruce where like, I just mm -hmm. went to like a private doctor who referred me to the public side. I saw a surgeon once went into surgery and all of that cost me like 125 euros, all of it wow. done and fixed. And then I got like subsidized by the <clears throat> city. Cause I have a kid who at that mm. was like a year old and I've split with the dad. So I was there alone with one hand and a toddler. So <laughs> kind of <laughs> impossible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like then the <clears throat> city where I live, they paid for these vouchers for me to get help here at my house um, uh -huh. for like, uh, I, I think it was like 60 hours or something. And, you know, we managed to sort of juggle that. So had to then, you know, pay for some help as well. But, you know, but, you know, that you don't, you're not left on your own. And I, I hear you talking about like the help that you get. And, and it's, I, I only hear you say meds. But is there any, like, um, help, like, where you just talk to somebody? Is that available? They, like, meds yeah. alone don't think really fix anything. 
they have um they put a lot of new things in place for that um they have uh, a whole health concept you know that's been around for a couple years now and they're really starting to push in a lot of companies and industries um so they're starting to do that so they're adding more things that are more i guess you'd call holistic type things where it's you know group therapy where you can talk with each other you can just talk to a therapist uh they also do uh like acupuncture they offer now uh, which is crazy to me and then uh they also do tai chi classes so they do things that you know try and help um and do that but one of the things i found the most that helps me was not going through that avenue of like a professional person to talk to was finding people who suffered the same way that I do. And we just got together and talked and we, we kind of shared, you know, not in a, a professional way, but just talked to each other and said, Hey man, I got your back. You got my back. Um, and you know, if you need me at 3am, call me and if you need this, and so that's been my biggest thing. And when I meet people, veteran or not, who suffer, because there's other people who suffer PTSD that's not from combat, um, and tell them the same thing. Say, hey, man, I know what you're going through. I've been there, and you ain't got to stay there. If you ever need help, just come talk to me. That's awesome. That's, that's good. Really- we need a lot more of that. Yeah, I, I honestly, I tell people all the time, uh, you know, because there's a lot of people who don't want to share, who've been through traumatic situations. And they want to keep it inside. And I think that's like poison. Um, you know, and that might sound a little bit cliche. We're keeping our emotions in. But you know what? It, you know, getting it out and telling people what I went through. Because some people are like, oh, man, most people won't talk about this. I said, well, keeping it in me is it's it's black and it's dark. And getting it out, you know, is, is getting rid of it. So it's like taking poison out of my body by sharing what I've been through. That's awesome. We should get yeah. back to music, though. <laughs> yeah, well, so I don't know if you've ever listened to us, but we're we're kind of all over the board. So sorry about that. We call it a casual. Right. We call it a casual conversation, so people get to know the artist instead of like how the band name came or how this song <laughs> came about or whatever. Yeah, so I don't in, have a problem with it. In the end, and I've heard this from the people in the metal realm, and I'll ask you in the country realm as well. Do you find that music is like some of the best therapy? Honestly, yes. I mean, for, for me, it is 100% the best therapy, uh, especially when I'm out playing. Um, I mean, picking up a guitar and writing at home and doing stuff always puts a smile on my face. But I don't care out of all the things I've done in my life and the drugs and things I've put in my body. There is no high better than getting on stage and playing music to me. Um, it's just adrenaline. I could be dead tired and show up to a venue and you put me on that stage and uh, I'm high on life. Amen, brother. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, if fans want to find you, are you pretty active social media wise? I am active on social media. I hate it, but I am active. <laughs> <laughs> I just, <laughs> I always, I constantly feel like I need to be telling people what I'm doing. You know, I'm like, Oh, I should have posted that. I eat a hamburger, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's things like that. And so, uh, <laughs> But I am pretty active on there. I, I do talk to people because that's how you make your fans these days. And it's how people kind of communicate and do things. So we have to adapt to the world that we live in. Uh, so I've got the Facebook. It's uh, John Eason Country. And then uh, Instagram, which is John Eason Music. And then I have my own website uh, that is uh, com. And I kind of cut the rest of them off. Reno, Chris, you got anything else? Uh, no, thanks for joining us. And thank, oh, you thank you guys. Thank, thank you, you for your, 
thank you for your service and thank you for being uh, open and honest. I appreciate that. No, not a problem at all. Like, you gotta, you gotta share. You gotta be candid with people. You know, the people want the real deal, not the fake stuff. I hundred percent agree. I think it shows up in your uh, in your music and everywhere else. So that's great. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Be well, my friend. All right, y'all have a good one. Thanks. Righto. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King in Off-Road Minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.